My name is Josh Schneider, and you're listening to Thoughtful Discussions, and I'm here with... I am Mike Kane. I am the CEO and founder of Cell Helmet. Yeah, tell me a little bit about what you do. Um, Cell Helmet is a manufacturer and distributor of premium wireless accessories. So everything awesome. from cases to mm-hmm. screen protection to chargers. Uh, we cover everything except for audio. Yep. Uh, we distribute product to roughly 3,000 stores. All of our distribution is in the United States. Okay. Eh, we have a little bit outside of the U.S. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. How would you get started? Uh, so I had a landscaping company in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yep. Uh, roughly 10 years ago, and I, I, I ran and uh, I operated and owned that for like 10 years. Gotcha. Um, Burnt myself out. Uh, classic uh, case of I worked in the business, not on the business. Yep. So I uh, I burnt myself out, broke my back, not really, but yeah. Um, and just just got to a point where I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm I can't do this anymore. Got you. Um, in the process of selling that business off, I started uh, selling product on eBay with with one of my friends, one of my childhood friends. Yep. And. Started out selling one unit a day for probably a full year and got you. really had no like direction at that point. Um, but then we got to a point on eBay where we started selling like a lot of product. I think we were selling like 300 units a day. Gotcha. And we decided, hey, that's pretty cool. Let's 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 think about creating our own products. Okay. Um, and that's when we launched sellpig.com. That's that's where our logo comes from. It is a it. pig. It's not a bull. Okay. Um, I saw that. And we we launched sellpig.com, and the first product we launched under sellpig was mm-hmm. the original cell helmet, which okay. was a case that if your yeah. phone broke inside, we'd repair or replace the phone. Wow. Um, launched that. So wait, were you already doing like phone repairs? Along with we, that? we weren't, and, okay. and, and it was all contracted at got that it, point. We, okay. we didn't repair any phones. Yeah. Um, so we launched that product in 2012, hmm. maybe 2000, late 2011. Okay. And got a lot of attention that summer. Yeah. And ended up getting a phone call from Shark Tank. Yeah. And went through about a year back and forth. Hmm. Ended up getting onto Shark Tank. Yeah. Um, and then from that point on, it's just been it's been quite a wild ride. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we originally killed off that product that we went on the Shark Tank with. Okay, what uh, was that? What was that experience like? And what was that product? Uh, so we went on with the case that if your phone broke inside, we'd repair yeah. or replace it. You still have? Do you still do that? So we 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 it's fun. We we killed that product off. Yeah. Um, probably a year and a half after Shark Tank because okay. A, the market wasn't ready for us, and B, we were selling basically gray market insurance. Gotcha. At that point, we didn't have an A-rated insurance backer. Okay, okay. And we were this tiny little company with, right. I think at that point, we had like 60 grand in revenue and yeah, yeah. going after these big groups uh, saying, hey, we want to sell you this product. And then they say, well, who backs your product? It, it, it was difficult to get distribution. Got you. So we killed it off. Push comes to shove. There was some work that needed to be done. Sure, sure. Yeah, so okay. we killed okay. it off. Um, man, the company almost flipped upside down probably like three times, um, but we held on. Um, yeah. Killed it off, regrouped, um, had some ownership changes in the company. Okay. Uh, my current partner, Dave Eldridge, and I, uh, mm-hmm. he came on after Shark Tank. 
Okay. Um, on Shark Tank, we got shredded. Uh, we were a yeah. brand new company selling yeah. this gray market insurance. They tore us apart. Yeah. Um, but Dave became a part of the company at that point. Okay. Um, David owned 18 Verizon stores at that point. So gotcha. he had a lot of industry knowledge, a lot of connections. Wow. And we got back into accessories, but we started selling accessories that didn't have the insurance. Okay. Now, fast forward four years after relaunching new products, now we've brought our insured products back into the game, and now they're by far our biggest Got you. selling items that, that, that we have. Got you. Um, so what um, what made you want to do cell phone? Like, like <laughs> <laughs> no idea. You're just like, no, li- this thing will sell. No, li- yeah. Literally, when we started, yeah. uh, my original partner and I was just, let's just do something. Let's let's, let's start right. a side gig and try to make it. some money on the side. Right. And it just kind of evolved and evolved and evolved. And I, so, I didn't come from wireless. I didn't come from retail. Got you. Uh, it's basically just been figured all out on the way. Cool. Very cool. So you said that there was a couple times where... The, the company went through some some growth where it could have gone one way or the other. Sure. Obviously, it went the good way. It could have gone the bad way. What do you do um, when you're at this scale and you're you're facing those kind of moments? Obviously, that could be scary. What, what kind of got you through that? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, sometimes... It's tough. When, when, yeah. when, when you're an entrepreneur at that stage... Yeah. And you don't have the team because back then it was just myself and my partners. Yeah. Um, it, it can get lonely, and especially when it, when it gets tough, man. It's yeah. it, it's tough. A lot of right. late nights. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of going to bed wondering how am I going to pay my bills. Correct. Um, dude, I I, I postponed uh, proposing to my wife for like three years just because I, I didn't want to lock her into a situation that was so like unstable. Gotcha. Um, that's a story I don't really share with many people, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we went four years without a paycheck and it was, it was tough, man. Uh, my two original partners, still mm-hmm. great friends. Uh, they ended up having to, to bow down and step yeah. out cause they, they, they couldn't survive without the paycheck. Fortunately, I had sold the original cut my, my last company. Yeah. So I had a little bit of change to, Got you. to, Got to you. get myself through, but, yeah. uh, it started getting close to a point where I, I was, I was, I was running into troubles where I didn't know if I was going to be able to survive. Right. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's just all about the grind and sticking to it and making it happen. Absolutely. Now I've, um, so I'm 12 years in as far as small business um, ownership, five years with this business. And some days it's like I'm in too deep to get out now. Like there's, <laughs> there's nothing. I, if I leave, it's either I could do this business where I'm making X amount of dollars. And even though I'm, it might be hard it's still if I go if I go punch a clock I'm I know I'm gonna make this much yeah versus like even if I'm not taking it all the capacity is just I can't not do it sure you know what I mean sure like, if I were to like you end up with some small business loans or you end up with you sign some contracts and you have rent and whatever it's like if I were to quit right now it would take me decades to pay this back <laughs> so I, I i'm all in yeah you yeah, have yeah. to you just have to, yeah, go you for have it. to be yeah right absolutely uh so what uh what are you guys planning to do in the future without revealing too many of your secrets what's like where do you go from here 
Um, so we've built out a really strong mm-hmm. customer base. Yeah. We, we call them partners, not customers. But, okay. Um, a really strong partner base that. So who are your partners? Like, uh, we sell our products into Verizon's and AT and T's and okay. Crickets, etc. Uh, we have three thousand retail doors in the U.S. Like I said, yeah. um, so we are a provider for Cricket Corporate. Um, gotcha. We are the exclusive provider for You Break I Fix, which is a okay. chain of six hundred yep. repair stores. Um, next block for me. We are the biggest supplier for Wireless Zone, which is a big uh, Verizon group. Yep. Um, so. Now, do you rebrand? Everything's your brand. Everything's our brand. It's all gotcha. cell helmet. Um, yeah. So what does the future hold? So there, there's there's a couple ways that, that, that we can grow. We can grow within our current base, which yeah. is expanding our portfolio, adding yeah. new products, new unique products, right. or adding products that are already being sold in wireless and just sure. selling them in different ways to, to make us a stickier partner. Got you. Um, and we can also grow into new markets. Uh, right. So the past year or so, is we, we've focused really hard on diversifying into different markets. Cool. Um, whereas if you look back four years ago, we were primarily postpaid wireless, so Verizon and AT&T. Gotcha. We've diversified a lot into prepaid, so Cricket okay. and Boost. Right. Uh, we've diver- diversified into uh, a lot of repair. Okay. Uh, and, and a real big focus for us right now is the consumer market, which... Um, conflicts with our, our strategy. So our strategy is, yeah. and this is weird for 2019, our strategy is 100% retail. Gotcha. Um, we work with our retail partners and we don't compete with them okay. online. Okay. So we're working on how that's going to look as far as the consumer, uh, direct consumer strategy, hmm. but that's uh, definitely a focus for us. Interesting. Um, so how, how old is the business now? Started it in 2011. Okay. So eight years. And how how big it like we walked in the building we didn't really get a full like tour or anything but like like so what all how big is this like I don't even have a full scope. So right now we have 54 employees. Okay. Um, our our facility is is way over max at this point. We actually okay. just closed on a new building. Cool. Uh, two days ago. Yeah. So just right over the river, um, we will be moving in roughly three months. We have a lot of build out to do. Right. Um, but we're moving into a facility that's roughly 40,000 square feet. Okay. Uh, that will max out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and. It's uh, a good thing. Yeah. What, so are you going to be in the same part of town? Yeah, yeah. It's just right over the gotcha. river in Coriopolis. Gotcha. So like five minutes away. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm at the point where I have six people on my team right now. Yeah. Which is like. For me, I'm like, man, this is, this is crazy. How did we get here? Um, and we have the work to do it. It's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. But I can't even imagine 50 people. Like, that's that's got to be not a headache, obviously. Um, something big that I learned is, you know, find good people to do good work and then just let them do their job and not, not be so hands-on. It's kind of let them do that. Yeah, it's 100% the people that you put in place. Um, And you always have to understand that there's smarter people for every single part of your business than you. And I think that's the biggest problem that every entrepreneur has is when you start out, you do literally everything. Absolutely. Like I used to be the guy that Mm -hmm. built and managed every page on our website. I did all of the billing. I did all of the collections. I did all of the accounting. I did all of the HR. I did everything. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's the biggest problem that entrepreneurs have is actually letting go 
and, and accepting the fact that there's people that can do things better than you and putting the right people in the right places. Absolutely. And it, it's, I mean, the growth is all on our team. Awesome. That's amazing. Amazing to hear. Um, the It's just, it's all about perspective. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, awesome. So do you guys manufacture it all yourself? No. Okay. So we don't manufacture okay. anything. Okay. Um, all of it is third-party manufactured. We do do some light assembly here. Okay. Um, 50% of our revenue comes from products that are manufactured in the United States, not okay. by us. Okay. Um, 50% of our, our products come from, or 50% of our revenue comes from products that are manufactured overseas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And then, but it's all your own stuff. You guys design it. You guys work it out. It's all, you can't get the same product. With a different brand name on it. No, that, right. that I mean, we, we, we designed that in-house. Right. That, that, that's the Altitude X case. Yeah. Um, we have a new case coming out uh, for 10 different models uh, in about a month here called Fortitude. Gotcha. Uh, that will be coming behind that. So as far as our cases, yeah, they're, they're all designed. Gotcha. Very cool. In-house, yeah. So um, anyone that's, like, listening, like, that's definitely not a bad thing. I mean, business, the way the business works, like, you, you have to figure out what part is it that you're going to do. I'm sure at some point, did you ever think like, hey, we're going to manufacture our own stuff? Or was it always like, all right, we got to find the people that are going to make this thing? So we're, we're really good at yeah. taking parts of the business mm-hmm. that, that we can implement systems and, and taking over those parts of the business. For instance, right. uh, like I said, some of our assembly is done here. Some of our, right. some of our fulfillment is done in-house. Got you keeps us more nimble um mm-hmm. we can we can be more on demand right um that's a, a process that used to be outsourced and we were able to add roughly 15 more jobs and brought it cool. in house and we, we can do it leaner and more efficient nice. um and more on demand right yeah i can see that that makes sense um so we're we are fairly similar in that way so i basically i run a big copier um big production copier and we do probably half of our work off of that. And then the other half is stuff that we, we have a wholesale, um, a couple different wholesale print vendors. So anything that's over like a th- 500, 1,000 pieces, sure. we'll send out. They give it to us for cheaper than we can get the paper. Sure. And then um, we have doing stuff like the stickers, banners, stuff like that. We have people that give it to us basically at half the price because we order so much. Sure. We're ordering between $1,000, $3,000 a week. Sure. And so they give it to us basically half price. And then we're able to sell it. And so it's definitely not a bad thing. So people that are um, listening and they're they're interested in starting their business and not, not sure exactly what they're doing or what they're going to do yet or, or how it's going to work, um, definitely don't be afraid to find good vendors because oh my God, that yeah. could absolutely make the, make the business. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we, we focus so hard on finding the right vendors. Right. Um, we, we have methodologies to, to, to get to the right vendors. So when we're launching a new product in a new category, we're going mm-hmm. to find out where the Cadillac of manufacturers are. Yeah. We'll actually go to like the top line manufacturers and, and yeah. Yeah. How do you, um, like, is there any sort of stress test or any, any sort of, like for the vendor themselves, not, not necessarily the product, but like making sure that they can keep up with it and fulfill and actually do the work. That yeah, sure. Like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do audits on any new fa- yeah. manufacturer that we work with. Cool. Um, a lot of times that, that, that involves us physically going into the factory or yeah. hiring third party QC companies to go right. in and do the audits for us. Gotcha. Um, to make sure that they, 
A can can support our volumes. B they, they do it in ethical manners, and right. C uh, that that they're gonna be a good partner, and not just right. not just a vendor. Absolutely. So you've been have you been overseas? And- yeah, yeah. I, I I I'm overseas probably four to five times a year yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, I I have step back a little bit as far as my overseas traveling because I just had my first son, which right. is which Congrats. is pretty awesome. Thanks, Congrats. I appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. Um, so I try to try to stay home a little bit more now. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, so tell me a little bit more about Shark Tank. Um, Shark Tank was quite an experience. Yeah. Um, was that your first time being on TV? Um, we did some news stuff before that. Okay. So that summer when we first launched the cell helmet it's kind of like the facebook how it used to be the facebook we launched the cell helmet um when we first launched it we got a lot of a lot of press that summer okay um but yeah shark tank was probably the biggest um by all means yeah yeah yeah. it was it was random too uh we got a phone call one day they reached out to you yeah which is actually how they get most of their interesting most of their uh their their companies that are on the show okay um, I wonder what their process is like. It was nuts, man. Uh, so they reached out to us, and at first I called BS and said, there's no way this is – guys, this is Bill from Shark Tank. Uh, yeah. We heard about you, and we're interested in uh, having you apply. And I I called BS at first. Yeah. So I reached out to this guy. I don't know if you watch Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah, I have. Do you remember the guy, uh, Steve, from I Want to Draw a Cat for You? I don't remember that one. He drew stick figure cats. Okay. And sold them for ten bucks a piece. Okay. Um, and it was like my favorite episode ever. He came on and did this stupid song, and it was freaking hilarious. Awesome. So I reached out to him, and I sent him a private message on Twitter, and I said, "Hey, this this guy Bill reached out to me. Is this guy legit? He's asking for my, like my social security number and all this stuff." Yeah. And he said, oh, man, if you're talking to Bill, he said, you're already like three steps ahead. Wow. Yes, he's legit. Send him everything he wants. Yeah. So I did. Um, and it was it was honestly that was actually one of the moments or one of the years that, that yeah. could have ruined us because gotcha. we were a tiny little company at that point. Yeah. Um, but we spent the good part of like nine to 12 months trying to get them to actually take us to the next step and say, yes, you're going to be on the show. Got you. So it was about nine to 12 months of back and forth. We did a lot of pitches on the phone, over the phone with the producers. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we got a phone call one day and they're like, Hey guys, uh, just want to let you know, we really appreciate all the work you've put in, but we're going to pass. <laughs> and we're like, Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. All right. Um, that was, that, that was, that was a tough phone call. Yeah. Um, but at that point, we kind of decided, all right, we already have the producer's phone number in our phone. Mm-hmm. We already have that connection. Yeah. Let's just let, let's let's go back at them. So I think we had we literally had three thousand dollars in the bank account. Yeah. We put all three thousand dollars into getting a video produced. Cool. Got a commercial produced. Sent that back to the producer like a couple weeks later. Yeah. And said, hey, check this out. And we got a phone call later that day. And he said, hey, I showed this to Clay, the the top producer, yeah. and he wants you guys to resubmit. And we're like, oh, my God. There it is. <laughs> so we went back through it again. It was another three months of back and forth. We still didn't know if we were going to get on the show. We just resubmitted. Yeah. Um, and then we did get a phone call uh, at one point, and he said, hey, 
congratulations. You guys got to be on a plane at 6 a.m. on Sunday. And uh, it was funny because my partner's wedding was that Saturday. Oh, and, my goodness. And, and I was in it. And yeah. Uh, so we went to the wedding. Um, we left the wedding at like 1 a.m. And went and stayed in the cheapest hotel we could find after that yeah. because we had like two pennies and <laughs> yeah. hopped on a plane like two hours later and flew out to uh, LA to film a show. Amazing. So what was it like once you were there? Like, um, <laughs> sure their setup was a little nicer than it, ours. It was exhilarating. No, actually their setup is, it's crazy. It's in a warehouse. Yeah. Um, and it's just a stage built in the warehouse. So Interesting. it looks like you're in a room, but it's yeah. actually like a big warehouse with like it's high like ceilings. Three-sided room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's cameras and lights everywhere. Right. Um, you can't tell from the show. I mean, they don't show the cameras, but there's like 11 cameras in every angle. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. When you walk down the hallway, when they open those doors, there's a camera like this close to your face, the whole gotcha. way down the hallway. Yep. And they said, don't look at the camera. Um, but yeah, it's nuts that you walk out the second set of doors out yeah. of the hallway and you're standing in front of these ladies and gentlemen that you've been watching for right. so many years and yeah. you're like, that's when it starts getting exhilarating. Okay. And you walk out there and on TV they're playing the music, um, but there's no music playing. No, no, no. It's dead silent. Yeah. And you have to walk out and for the first 30 seconds you're not allowed to say anything. Gotcha. It's just they want they just want to get like their opening shots. Yeah. So it's dead silent. You're staring at them. They're staring at you. Yeah. And there's cameras like right in front of your face, just trying to catch any like, any, right. like a tear or a or sweat. <laughs> uh, so, and then after the thirty seconds, you hear in the background, "Go." Yeah. And you start your pitch. That's when you pitch. Uh, we had a three minute pitch. Gave our pitch, um, and then. Literally, like, as soon as we gave her pitch, Mr. Wonderful was the first person to, to respond. And yeah. immediately, yeah. he said, because our, our, our logo is a Viking pig. Yeah. He says, have you ever been to a Viking funeral? And I'm like, this is like right after our pitch. And I'm like, no, I wasn't around back then. He said, let me tell you what they do. They light their dead on fire and they push him out the sea. And that's what I'm going to do to you. You're dead to me. And that was literally right after a pitch. He knew exactly where he was going with it. And we're like, oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> and we had a. That's n- quick. Yeah, and, and we were in there for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. So okay. that was three minutes in. We still had an hour and 12 minutes to go. Right. And we were digging ourselves out of holes from the very beginning because gotcha. we were a brand new company right. selling this insurance product. Yeah. And we were just getting torched, but we didn't pee ourselves and we didn't cry. So yeah. it uh, it worked out well. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I wonder what it's like in their position because they've, I mean, this is easy. I'm sure it's easy for them because they, they're get, they've been getting pitched for the last decade or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they've already gone through things. I'm sure they're, they've been burned in certain ways. Sure. And, and they're, so for the experience, I mean, they're just, they're also doing it all day long. Correct. So they're sitting Correct. there, and that was the other crazy part. Is yeah. So we went through this year long process, year yeah. to year and three so months. So no one, no one on Shark Tank. How did like? I haven't seen the episode. They so were all out. They're all yeah, out. yeah, they're yeah. all out. Okay. Um, but the crazy part was, is we went out there. So they, they they're very like, uh, they they tell you right up front, just because you're out here doesn't mean you're gonna film. 
right. just because you film, it doesn't mean it's going to air. Correct. And we were pitching the last week that they were shooting of the season. Okay. So uh, the last day they were shooting was Friday, I believe. Yeah. And we're waiting in our hotel room. We were there for the whole week, and we're waiting. And they're like, you'll get a call the night before when you're going to be coming in. Gotcha. So Monday, or Tuesday, didn't get a call. Wednesday, didn't get a call. Thursday, we're like, oh my God, are we even going to pitch here? So <laughs> yeah. we got a call Thursday evening, and they're like, okay, you guys are up tomorrow. And we're like, thank yeah. God. So uh, we go in the morning. Uh, they do our makeup, which is so weird putting makeup on. Yeah. And do they shoot the entire season in one week? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. But this was the last week of the season. Got it. Um, so we were out there with like 20 other entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, so it's the last day of shooting for the entire season. They told us that morning. Just because you're here doesn't mean we're even going to film. Right, right. They said uh, 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 overtime in, in Hollywood is very expensive. So we don't right. shoot over. We, we don't go into overtime. Right, right. So we get there at like 6 a.m. They do our makeup, which is weird. Um, and we're sitting there all day. <laughs> 7 a.m. Nothing. 8 a.m. Nothing. 9, 12, 2. I'm like, oh, my God. We're not going to get the pitch. And then it was like 4 o'clock. I'm like, all right, you guys are on deck. And we're like, oh, my God. The last day. The yeah, last yeah. yeah it, it was nuts. And we, we finally got out there, uh, yeah. gave our pitch. Yeah. And the rest is history. Amazing. So what did uh, what did that do? Once that aired, um, even though no one invested, and you, I mean, they were basically shooting holes for you guys, um, what did that do for business? So we had a moderate spike in business. Um, Wasn't anything that wasn't anything huge. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we we had a spike. um, But what it did do is it gave us years and years and years of a story Mm -hmm. um, and rapport to build. Um, So when our sales team calls on new prospects, it's a great rapport builder. It's a great icebreaker. Um, then all the way down to reps inside of stores, right. um, a rep inside of a Verizon store who can say, yes, this company was on Shark Tank. It, it definitely helps Interesting. To, uh, to to push our products for sure. Right. So even though it wasn't necessarily like good press, I mean, it was still good. You, yeah. You're able to oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> maybe, you'll get the, maybe you'll get the chance to. Yeah, maybe. See, see what you come up with. Yeah, now. maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you as a business owner... Um, how, how involved are you? I mean, now with 52 people on your team, you have, um, you have someone in HR, you have, you have, you don't have to do some of the smaller processes that, that I probably do, um, with six people on my team. Sure. Or I'm hiring, I'm letting go, I'm doing payroll. I'm, I mean, I'm still doing pretty much all the work. I have someone doing printing. I have someone doing, you know, cutting and folding and stapling and I have someone answer emails and invoicing and purchasing. So I, I do have some stuff kind of figured out, but at the same time, like there's still, I'm HR and I am payroll. And, yeah. Uh, a lot of it. So for you, what's your day to day? Like where, where, where do you fit in now that you're on this level? So, I mean, obviously we've built up departments at this point. Correct. We have department heads. We have yeah. our marketing department. We have our HR, we have sales, yeah. account management, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Right. Um, Yes, uh, I am not in the day-to-day in every single aspect of the company. However, that doesn't mean that things get easier or that you do less. It actually means you do more. So, um, yeah, whereas I'm not involved in everybody's 
like signing this paycheck or sure. firing this person or hiring this person, I'm yeah. still highly involved. Um, I spend a, a great deal of my time. Uh, I, I basically head up all product development. Got you. Um, and product sourcing. Right. Um, whereas my partner Dave, he more or less heads up all finance okay. and all uh, everything money. Cool. Uh, so one of the biggest, um, th- one of my mentors, one of the biggest things he ever said said to me was, figure out what you do well and go all in on that. Yep. Figure out what you don't do well, what your, what your strengths are, and then find someone that is good at that. And um, how, do, how does that play out for you? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Going okay. back to what we talked about yeah. before, it's right. knowing that there's people out there that are better than you yeah. at, at, at everything. So it's finding those people and letting them lead, right. take take the lead. What about people, like, as far as, and you've had multiple different business partners, some of them that aren't around, um, having that vulnerability, vulnerability where you're able to know what you are good and not good at, and I mean, especially for entrepreneurs, it's not easy to 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 shine a light on, on what you're not great at. No, no, right? that, that is the toughest part <laughs> of Absolutely. being an entrepreneur is letting go. Right. And 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 Kim, for instance, is sitting right there. She would she would tell yeah. you, I still have trouble letting go yeah. on a lot yeah. of on a lot of marketing initiatives. Um, okay. But yeah, it's it's just it's just letting go of the reins, uh, putting the trust in people, and and, and letting them make the moves. And you started to talk about like partners yeah it's about having the right partners um dave and i are completely polar opposites we are different human beings but we work very very well together gotcha um and that is so important right to have a partner that chemistry first off you have to trust each other right that is like first and foremost yeah second off you you have to understand that your partner is is better at things than yeah. you are, and, right. and you're better at things than, than, than he or she is. Right. And being able to let each other basically operate individually. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, amazing once you get to that level. That's, uh, that's something to be proud of. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there, like, like, as far as scaling goes, I mean, if you double, obviously you need more employees. Like, is, is there a limit to where you want to be at? Like... No, <laughs> no. Take, no over, so take over the world. Our, our, if you look at our growth chart, it's actually yeah. nuts, man. Last year we doubled in size. The year Good. before that we tripled in size. Awesome. The year before that we doubled in size. Yep. This year we're looking at close to doubling in size. Um, Very cool. Uh, Keeping up. And yeah, I mean, we do not have plans of of, of capping Slowing that down. and limiting yeah. ourselves. So you're gonna go into the new building looking for another new building. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I, I guess that'd be a good problem to have. That's, right. That's what they all say. Absolutely. That's good. That's that's good. Um, when when you walk into my print shop now, and um, I think Kim's been by a couple times, but it's um, every time we have a little bit of space, it gets filled up and sure. filled with some shelving. And I mean, we're in a small. It's fifteen hundred square feet. Yep. It's not like it's that big, and. Um, now with six people in there, and then six people—not just six people in there, with a desk or somewhere to sit and work—but now you have six people that are doing a project, and like, you know, um, it happens, it, man. It's like, man, we need a new space already. We, we just—we've uh, been in there a little over a year. It's like, 
No, I'm not getting a bigger space. We just got to figure out what we're doing. Well, hey, you can take over our space because we're, we're out of here, and we have like three more years on the lease. All right, let me see. Uh, no, and, and that's the that's the problem with with growing companies, and it's, right. it's not a bad problem. Right. Um, but if you have the right people that that are willing to to make those sacrifices of space um, mm-hmm. and understand that there's a there's a bigger picture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the other day. Uh, my partner and our VP of sales and marketing both moved into my office. Yeah. So now we have the three of us in my office. We did that to make space for, for, for more employees that gotcha. uh, we, we desperately needed to put in, in the space. So, yeah, I mean, we're packed in here like sardines, but <laughs> yeah. there's a bigger bigger picture at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> you work it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody here is so excited to get into the new buildings or into the new building because everybody has their own office we have yeah. community space we have okay. a full kitchen going in Very nice. a full lounge area with ping pong and pool and whatever it may be right so it's exciting awesome well uh, hopefully i'll get to check it out once uh yeah should be done in like three months okay awesome um when you were first starting out you said you started out a landscaping business yep what was why did you decide to work for yourself rather than someone else? Uh, just, I just never had it in me to, to do anything other than my own thing. I, I, I don't know. How old were you? I started the landscaping company when I was still in high school. Yeah, so 17. Yeah, I was just yeah. mowing lawns in, right. in the neighborhood. And then I just. And then you start to take it more seriously. Yeah, well, well through college, I came home yeah. every weekend yeah. and. <laughs> I, 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 I'd go to college during the week, yeah. come home on the weekend and, 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 and mow like 50 lawns. And yeah. uh, then out, once I graduated uh, from Pitt, I, 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 I thought, you know, I, I have something actually working here and I'm actually making a decent living. I, yeah. I should probably just 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 grow this into something bigger. Cool. Uh, my biggest thing was I, at that point I was I was I was still green. I was when it came to business, I was, I yeah. was naive and. I didn't right. know how to run the business. I knew how to operate the business. Correct. Um, so it was a it was a big learning process. What would um, what would have you it like say you were still in that and even though it's been years, um, if you were looking back on it now, how would you change and develop that? I actually, this is funny. I I actually. I'm still friends with the guy who, yeah. who I sold the company to, and, okay. I, and I've told so him. So what did he do different? Uh, he he focuses more on running the business, yeah. like like what I do now on Sell Helmet, as opposed right. to right. being in the business. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't I, mean to cut you off. So. Yeah, I've, I've had many discussions with him. Man, if if I ever got back involved with you, there's so many things that could be done differently. That, yeah. That that oh yeah. Interesting. So. You don't see that work ethic very very often, where you're um, you're going to school, come home on the weekends, do your thing. You, you're out of high school or, or in in high school, you you start this thing. Um, for me, I I'm very similar. Um, I started my first business. I was 18. Um, I had worked at a print shop for two years, and as I was doing that, I was kind of building up equipment in my house. Yeah. And then I started at my house. Um, my dad let us work in the garage. We paid the electric bill because it was crazy with all that equipment, <laughs> and um, we just made it work. And we we grew from there. We moved into a space two years later, bigger space, bought a big automatic press, and um, I mean I was way too young to be dealing with all that. And it's same thing, working in the business rather than on the yeah, business. Yeah. That was a that was I was conscious of that then. 
And I was trying to figure out how to do that. And that doing t-shirts, it's a very physically involved um, thing. So it's not like you have to have a lot of hands. It's very hands-on where now with paper printing, it's um, machine does most of the work for you. So it's not like I have to sit there with every copy. There's a huge jumping off point. Yeah. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to operating everything within the business and, and, and taking that leap to, to putting people in place. Um, right. I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs get hung up. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave and I, we, we made a conscious effort at one point of, listen, if, 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 if you and I run this business ourselves, it's never going to get to a point where we wanted to get to. Right. So we, we made a conscious effort at one point to take every single penny that we had coming into the business, dump it all back in, and I remember the day we, we took a sheet of paper and drew out a hierarchy and said, these are the layers we want to put in place. Mm. Um, and I mean, we took a big risk and it paid off. Yeah. But yeah, to be an entrepreneur, you have to, you have to be, you have to like torture. You have to like yeah. being tortured. You have to like, like getting beat up every day. <laughs> you need to like the word no. Right. <laughs> you need to like failures. Yeah. Because you don't succeed if you don't fail. Absolutely. Um, saying the word no so like um, tell me I, I mean I, I'm obviously aware but what does it mean to you and what, what how much power is there in that <sighs> learning how to do it and, and be proficient and I, I feel like that's a lot of people to be the boss to be an owner knowing when to not do things is, is very important well sure yeah. um, I guess there, there's two things we're, we're kind of touching on here. Yeah, uh, go for it. I mean, the word no is like the number one thing you hear when you start your own business. Oh, of course. Um, but you need to understand that no doesn't mean no, it just means no today. Right. And that's actually what, what really got us started mm. was that that first summer when we got all that press, uh, mm. we built this big press list to try to get like websites and blogs and tech tech journals to like write about our product yeah. and we put this big list together of 2000 uh, contacts and the, the, the big discussion then was if someone tells you no that doesn't mean no it just means no today but that that, right that, that journalist is going to have they're going to need a story next week and they're not going to have something right so we, ju- we just kept at it and mm. I think that's been the philosophy behind our business yeah. since since day one is uh, our, our, our sales guys, they just because yep. uh, just because yeah. a, a Verizon group says no, that doesn't mean they're not going to want to partner with us in, in, in two years. We've had right. partners that have taken three or four years yep, absolutely. To, 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 to get to where they are. Absolutely. I tell, I, I tell people that, you know, if you're happy with your printer and, you know, they're doing a good job for you, awesome. Um, stick with that. But if the moment you're not, give me a call. Sure. Because th- there's going to be a day similar to the reporters. There's going to be a day where they don't show up or they, they get too busy or they don't call you back. Yeah. I'm right here. Or their relationship just doesn't right. work out. Right. And, yeah. So um, that that makes sense. And, and, and as a, for sales, I think that that's a, that's a good thing to not just cross people off the list and try to move on, but just keep working at it and see where it goes. Sure. Figure out. Interesting. Um, what advice would you give to yourself if, um, if you could at, at any point in time where if like, 
you're going through something and you're like, oh man, when I was 20 something or 15 or whatever, if I could have told myself to do this, that would have made a big difference. Um, this is uh, coming straight from our VP of sales and marketing's mouth, okay, but okay. Uh, choose your battles. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, when you when you own a company, stuff goes wrong all the time. Yep. Um, it's choose your battles. Um, you don't have to always win. Right. Um, let stuff go and and just just look at the bigger picture and yeah and move forward. Very very cool, awesome. Thank you so much for being on. Um, if anyone's interested, where could they find So Helmet? Uh, in your brand, like you I mean, guys direct, are Instagram and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, directly okay. sellhelmet.com. Okay. Uh, but like I said, we're in roughly 3,000 stores in the U.S., Verizon's, AT&T's, Crickets, et cetera. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, what makes your product different, real quick? Um, I mean... That's a loaded. That's a loaded question, man. We okay, have, no, go we, ahead. We have like take, four, we have like take your time. Go ahead. We have like four hundred different products. Okay. Um. So. Okay. What's one underlying thing that you try to make with your like all of your products are have or they're all of our products have a lifetime warranty. Okay. Uh, a lot of our products Quality. have a a repair guarantee. So if the yeah. product does not actually work, okay. we back that with a guarantee. Um. That's what I had alluded to before. Uh, a simple way of explaining it is insurance. It's not technically insurance, but yeah. uh, basically our, our liquid glass, Yeah. Uh, you put this on your phone, it'll make your glass stronger on a molecular level. Okay. If it does not protect your phone, we have products that come, this one comes with a $300 repair guarantee. Okay. Uh, where if it does not protect your phone, you get up to $300 to get your screen repaired. Got you. That's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hope to have you on again, maybe in a year or two, see where you go from here and um, yeah. what else we can learn from you. Yeah, you can stop into the new place. It'll Absolutely. Be, be a little bit bigger. Sounds great. All right, cool. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you.